This is Living the RV Dream, episode 274 for Friday, March 3rd, 2023. I'm riding, 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 riding in my RV, my RV, wherever I want to be. Because I'm free in my RV. Hello happy campers, hello fellow pelican heads and happy travelers around the world, full-timers, part-timers, boondockers, van dwellers, weekend warriors, coolie builders, tent campers, and I've obviously had too much coffee before the podcast, but um, yeah, March, even saying it, it feels strange and weird, and before you know it, the first quarter of 2023 will be gone, and uh, well, yeah. We did a little bit. We did uh, our our trip to the west uh, in January. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm gonna be sitting here for another ten days or so uh, with a boot on my leg, uh, without being able to drive. But soon enough, soon enough, the adventures um, will begin again. And uh, for you who watch on YouTube, the adventures will not stop because, um, lo and behold, I had a, a, a few videos from the, the summer of 2023 that I never got to edit, and um, that's going to be our lifeboat, what's going to save our content here uh, for the next uh, month and a half or so. Um, and today I want to talk about one of those areas that I visited, the video that I'm editing right now, actually, which is, uh, uh, you know, South Dakota. South Dakota, uh, the Black Hills area, the Badlands, and this is a part of the country that is kind of remote for most people. I mean, you you really want to have to want to go there uh, just just for perspective. I was thinking of measuring this real quick on my Google Maps, but let me do it real quick so so I can give you an idea. You are about fifteen hundred miles from the east coast, you know, from the closest uh, point in the east coast, eh, give or take. As the crow flies, you know, driving is gonna take longer. You're about twelve hundred miles from the Gulf of Mexico, so it gives you an idea how far you are, uh, you know, to to the north. The closest coast would be the Pacific, and that's still about a thousand miles, you know, from from the Oregon coast, um, and um, just for fun. You're about 1,100 miles from the Bay at Hudson, or Hudson Bay, rather. Uh, you know, that's the, that body of water in northern Canada. And I, I don't think there, there, there are many roads up there. So as you can see, uh, the, the Black Hills here are pretty uh, isolated in that sense. You know, yeah, you have a, an airport with international flights, Rapid City. Um, but still... Uh, it's uh, it's very close to the to the center of the country. In, for, in fact, uh, uh, at a town just north of it, it's called Belfouche. They have a monument called the Center of the Nation, and um, that will be the the geographical center of the United States if you take into account Alaska and Hawaii as land masses. I think it's a little bit of a gimmick since um, there's. Um, well, there's a huge ocean between the West Coast and, and Honolulu, <laughs> Hawaii, and there's a, the, a great landmass of Canada uh, between the, the, the lower 48 and Alaska. But, um, you know, they have the monument to, to prove it, so uh, I'm not going to question that. Of course, uh, just uh, southeast of that in Kansas, in the middle of Kansas, Lebanon, Kansas, they have a monument that is the 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 center of the the geographical center of the contiguous United States. I think that one makes a little more sense. It is a little easier to measure, and and then up in North Dakota, 
in, in rugby, North Dakota, they have the geographical center of the North American continent. They'll be including Canada, Alaska, of course, and Mexico, because Mexico is uh, part of the, the North American continent. So, um, you know, those are interesting monuments to visit if you want to, to see them uh, geographical, you know, Not oddities like that, but, you know, interesting geographical things like that. But today I wanted, I wanted to concentrate on this, uh, you know, Black Hills area of South Dakota. And I imagine if you're going to make a road trip from the Midwest, most people are going to come on I-90. And um, if you come on I-90, there's a one requisite stop, and that's as you cross the Missouri River at Chamberlain, uh, Chamberlain, um, South Dakota. There's uh, the the Dignity Statue, and they have a Lewis and Clark Visitor Center there. So, you know, it's a good break. It's a nice rest area with ample RV parking. So, um, so uh, yeah. And then you have, of course, Waldrog and the Badlands. And then west of that, uh, the Black Hills National Forest, which is uh, an amazing area. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start uh, talking about it coming from the west as you do because you would also come on i-90 but you would make a detour i mean and you have to do it make a detour towards devil's tower devil's tower is one of those uh, landmarks one of those rock formations or uh, geological uh, formations that is uh, so unique and so enthralling and of course if you saw that movie um, close encounters with the third kind Uh, you've seen uh, Devil's Tower, and um, it's really something to see. And you know, uh, when we were there, and that, that the, the reason I'm talking about this today, it, it that's the video that I'm editing right now. That, of course, was filmed in July of last summer. So, um, believe it or not, summer is around the corner. So, if you want to plan a trip to this area, now is the time. Now is the time to plan it. Um, you know, and uh, and especially if 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 you're gonna take an RV. Chances are you're gonna find uh, campgrounds even on weekends, and uh, and then you have a lot of boondocking out there as well. Not a lot, but there's boondocking out there. Um, what I what I was saying, well, Devil's Tower for sure. We stayed at the KOA there with the with the. I mean, it was expensive. It was like a hundred dollars a night. It was just one night, but we had we got a site with a view of the tower, and at night, you know, the the uh, we we saw the stars and the tower, and the, the, there was a storm in the afternoon and lightning, and it it was quite a spectacle, quite a spectacle. We we really liked it. We, we I mean, there's not a whole lot to do in that area. I don't think besides uh, Devil's Tower. And you can just hike around it and just see it. It's there. It's uh, it's uh, quite a sight to see. And then the Black Hills area, there's so much to see. And I'm going to start by the obvious. And you're probably going to stay at Rapid City. There's a very expensive KUA at uh, very close to to uh, Mount Rushmore. It's called uh, um, the Mount Rushmore KOA Resort at Palmer Gulch. But there's also a lot of camping in the in Custer State Park. So, um, I mean, there are there are quite a few uh, campgrounds in the area. I just, I'm just mentioning the ones that I've stayed at. Um, but then, of course, there's Mount Rushmore, a national uh, monument, memorial. And, um, I mean, that's uh, that's one of the most iconic Uh, sculptures in the United States, you know, carved right there on the rock using dynamite, and um, and they have a visitor center. Even if you have the National Park uh, Service annual pass, you do have to pay uh, for parking. Uh, I believe it is uh, 
was it five or ten dollars? I forget. But uh, I mean, it, it's it's totally worth it, especially if you can stay for the ceremony at, at dusk. You know, when they raise the flag, I mean, they, they not raise the flag, they take down the flag and they have a little ceremony there. They show you a movie, very patriotic, very, very emotional uh, or emotive. And and then at the end, you know, they light up uh, the monument and uh, that's pretty much it. Everybody leaves and they close down the monument, but they light it up at night. Um, that's something really cool to see. Now, the other great sculpture in this area, and that one is under construction and or, or under, would you say under construction or being sculpted as we speak? That's uh, Crazy Horse. Now, the problem with Crazy Horse is not going to be finished in our lifetimes. I don't think so. So uh, they have the Crazy Horse. They have the Indian Museum of North America, too. Very interesting. Uh, lots of uh, Native American art and artifacts. And uh, and during the afternoon, they do the, the hoop dance, which is a Native American dance. Um, uh, Lakota, I believe. And uh, then you see the statue under under construction. And, and then they have a, the, the museum also has like, like a couple of... Uh, replicas, you know, scale models of how the sculpture is supposed to look uh, when it's finished, and uh, we don't know when it's going to be finished, right? Um, looks like they, had, they still have a long way to go. Um, and the, the, the other thing there, if you can stay also until dusk at night, they do a laser show over the, the sculpture, which is, uh, a lot of it is uh, the, the history and, you know, the Native American history and the history of Crazy Horse, which is qu quite, quite the story, you know, during the during the Sioux uh, Wars, and he was one of the, um, him and, um, and Sitting Bull, you know, the, uh, they, they fought during that war, and, uh, and of course, they defeated Custer, eventually, of course, uh, it didn't turn out too well for the Native Americans, and he was assassinated, a crazy horse, in the in the reservation. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's very interesting to see. Those are the two main man-made landmarks, if you will. Um, but then, of course, I already mentioned uh, the center of the nation. But I mean, the main thing here, and I'm burying the lead, of course, is Custer State Park. Custer State Park is huge. It's a huge state park. It actually, uh, it's right next to to um, Wind Cave National Park. We didn't go to Wind Cave National Park. We decided to save something for for the next time, you know. So we have something for for the next time. But this uh, Custer State Park has three uh, main. Uh, main scenic uh, loop roads and the, the the first one is that that we did is the is the oh, what's it called the wildlife loop and of course they have one of the largest uh, bison herds i mean probably the largest i've seen by bison buffalo buffalo uh, but uh, bison is the proper name right i i, be, I mean besides uh, lamar valley in yellowstone national park i think this is the most uh, bison I've ever seen, and um, it's such a beautiful setting, such a beautiful place, and uh, with this, uh, you know, rock formations and the Black Hills, which is um, these hills, you know, with these dark uh, evergreens on them, and of course they also have burros, which are wild donkeys, and they come to your car and beg for food. And it's the only animal that you're actually allowed uh, to feed in the in Custer State Park, they're, because they're used to it already. Um, 
you have the you have prairie dog towns you have uh, you know big horn sheep you have elk i mean you see all kinds of wildlife is it's one of those places that should probably be a national park instead of just a state park uh, which by the way is 20 dollars to enter and that's for a whole week or you can also get an annual pass now th this is uh, one of the, the 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 roads that go all the way to the southern terminus of the park and of course there is a visitor center um uh, once you do this whole loop road and actually we should have done the visitor center first we didn't need to because we found the we found all the wildlife but they do have a map at the visitor center and they tell you where the the herd of bison is on that particular uh, date and time so that's cool then there are two other uh, roads uh, very scenic roads uh, in the park and that is the the iron mountain road and the needles highway and uh, Iron Mountain Road is basically it's a beautiful road on the mountains. And from some vista points, you get to see Mount Rushmore in the distance. And there are several narrow tunnels, uh, narrow and, and low clearance tunnels. So, um, for example, the, the, the Don Robinson Tunnel that I see here on the map is 12-2. There's a Gideon Tunnel that is only 11 feet tall. So you have to uh, be aware of that. And 13 feet wide, that's not a problem. But you, you, if you're driving an RV, especially on that last one, on uh, on that CC Gideon, Gideon Tunnel, you have to pay attention to your height. Um, but from uh, that last uh, tunnel, the Doney Robinson Tunnel, it's it, it's it perfectly frames Mount Rushmore. So if you if you do that one, just uh, be aware of that. Um, and that's a cool that's a cool thing to see. And then the other one is the Needles Highway. There's a beautiful lake called Sylvan Lake that you can even hike around it. And during the weekends, very busy with uh, with people, you know, uh, kayaking and paddleboarding and swimming and tubing and picnicking. It's it's uh, it's crazy how many people are there. But uh, if you go early in the morning or during the weekday, you know, it's um, it's it's not as crowded. And then the other thing you can do in the Needles Highway is the, the Needles Eye Tunnel, the Eye of the Needle. And it's it kind of looks like that because the Needles Highway, it, it has these rock formations, these pinnacles that, you know, uh, look like almost like needles stretching up onto the sky. But, um, and this one, you know, it's, it's a very narrow tunnel. I mean, I, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go in with an RV or a dually, not even with a dually truck. Uh, it probably fits, but very tight. I, I know I know of people who have scratched their mirrors on that tunnel, and, and there's usually a line because you know people want to take a, a picture uh, with uh, you know with the tunnel. They get off the car, they get in front of the car, they take a picture of the car uh, crossing the tunnel, and there's usually like five or six vehicles waiting to to pass. And th this whole um, this whole needles uh, highway. It's uh, it's it's very beautiful. There's even a trail there that I f forget exactly the name of that trail, but um, it's uh, let me let me look it up. I should look it up. It's the least I can do, right? Okay, here we go. And I haven't done neither of these uh, trails, but I I, I do I do want to do both of them at some point. The next time I go into the park with more time, and one of them is Black Elk Black Elk Peak, and that one is a pretty long trail that you take from Sylvan Lake, and it goes all the way to Black Elk Peak. And the other one is the Cathedral Spires. 
cathedral spires, and that's uh, those are just those spires, you know, that that give a kind kind of needles highway its uh, its name. It's uh, yeah, it is uh, quite a sight to see. Uh, those needles and uh, that's Custer State Park in a nutshell and I'm sure there's a lot more to see there but this these are like like the basics right there are a couple of nice towns where you can like have dinner or lunch like Custer Hill City um what's the other one that is right next to Mount Rushmore uh Keystone Keystone is another super touristy town uh, which is kind of like the gateway to Mount Rushmore Another touristy town in the area, kind of cool, is Deadwood. That's a little farther north. Deadwood and Lead, these are two towns that are about, what, 10 minutes away from each other. And there were mining towns. Uh, especially Deadwood is uh, very well preserved. And it's kind of like a little, has a little bit of a party town vibe. Uh, it's got museums and it's got that architecture, you know, um, from from the boom at times of the gold mining industry and then of course the the other uh, um, the other town is lead and in lead there's there's even still a a a gold mine that that was active until recently until the early 2000s so that that that's another an, another place uh, uh, to check out uh, deadwood and lead uh, I would. And there's a KOA at the halfway point between the two, so that's uh, perfect if you want to stay at that at that campground. What else do we have in this area? Well, that's it. Well, downtown, if you, if you, the, you know, the main city, uh, there's Sturgis too. Um, I didn't, uh, we didn't really do much in Sturgis at, at all. But Rapid City is the big city in the area. And one peculiarity of downtown Rapid City in every corner or in most corners, they have statues of presidents. So um, you know, sometimes it is a it is a cool exercise to to see the the statue and and uh, guess who the president is without getting close enough to to see the 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 name. You know, and some of them are are like you know uh, obvious. You know, they have Clinton and Kennedy, people who we remember, or. Or even Jefferson, you know, which we, we kind of seen Jefferson's picture, picture, you know, many Lincoln, for example. But then they have Martin Van Buren or or some other presidents like like uh, Warren Harding, which you know you you don't you don't get their their face at at first sight. So th- those are those are it's a, it's it's a cool thing to do if if you are in that uh, in the area in the. Um, in the Rapid City area, and then once you go east, of course, you're gonna go to Wall, and Wall has the, the that Wall drugstore, which I'm not like the biggest fan of it, but it's a thing. It's this huge uh, store with all kinds of things, and and the thing was, you know, it was a it was a drugstore, a small drugstore on the side of the road. Uh, back in 1931 and uh, what they decided to do you know they saw people you know Mount Rushmore was being built and they were right next to the the entrance to the Badlands and they figured you know all these people they've they've been driving for miles we're talking you know 1930s no air conditioner in cars Uh, so you figure these people have been driving for hours on I-90 or I mean there was no I-90 at the time whatever the the road was called at the time so we're going to offer them free ice water and then we can upsell them from that, right? And uh, they had soda fountain and ice cream and all kinds of stuff. And uh, lo and behold, it became a success. And little by little, it became the behemoth that it is today. So, um, you know, visit it. It, it. it may be your thing or it may not. They have, a, uh, you know, they have all kinds of attractions. Uh, 
uh, even a sculpture of a, of a jackalope in the back, which is a mixture, I believe, of, of, a, of a jackrabbit and an antelope. And uh, you can get on it and take a picture riding the jackalope. Yeah, it's a thing. And then the, the other thing that, that you must do, that if, if you made it this far, we have to do the Badlands. Badlands National Park. And uh, the, the road that goes to Badlands is State Route 240 right there. It goes south, straight south from uh, Wall. If you have an RV, you, you owe it to yourself to at least boondock one night. At, you know, it's this cliff. It's called the Wall. Uh, that's what they call it. And to me, that's that's one of my top five uh, boondocking, uh, you know, dry camping, dispersed camping locations in the whole United States. That Badlands boondocking spot. The farther south you get on that road, probably the better the, the views because at the, at the southern end you you get to see the the pinnacles uh, and uh, Badlands National Park. And then right there, about a half mile south, is the, the the Pinnacles entrance station to Badlands National Park. And there are several roads that you could take. But if it is your first time, just do the loop road. There's a bunch of overlooks. Uh, Pinnacles, one of my favorite. The Yellow Mounds overlook. It's also uh, quite amazing. Be on the lookout for, uh, for pronghorn uh, ship. Um, you, you get to see them uh, once in a while, there's, sometimes they're kind of elusive, but you get to see them. And uh, then there are several trails that that um, on the on the eastern, close to the eastern uh, entrance to the park. And um, I did two of them. I did uh, the, the, the really cool one. It's called the Notch Trailhead. And at some point, you even have to go down a ladder, but. Uh, you walk on this notch and all of a sudden you get treated to these beautiful views of, uh, of, uh, of the prairies from the top of the Badlands. And the other one is called the Door Trailhead. And they're, they're both right, like right next to each other. And um, they're both very rewarding hikes because you get to hike into the Badlands, you know. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I would do. Uh, Badlands National Park and just enjoy it's uh, it's one of those places that that just uh, just doing the loop road and stopping at the at all the trailheads uh, at all the trails at no the, um, there's a saddle pass trail also that is very long uh, there are several trails some of them are, are rather long but um, uh, just do, doing the loop road sometimes it is enough uh, try to go on a sunny day, not a cloudy day, because on a sunny day, especially early or late in the day, uh, you know, the, the sun uh, enhances all these uh, rock formations. The first time I went, it was as on an overcast day, and I wasn't as impressed as I was the second time that I went uh, on a sunny day. And um, and that's pretty much it uh, for, for the Badlands. Um, it's a beautiful national park. You can take another uh, road as well, which is the... Um, let me see if I can find that here on the map. There are several units. I mean, the, the, there's even a, a Pine Ridge Reservation unit on the on the south. Mm. It's called, if I could see it here, the... the it's uh, the, the Sage Creek, Sage Creek Rim Road. And at the end of Sage Creek, there's another campground. It's more suited for tent camping, of course, dry camping there. Um, that, that, that's another one that it would be good to camp at if you want to see the, the Badlands. But uh, in my mind, nothing beats the wall, uh, that, that area there uh, where you can 
uh, Boondock. And that's it. That's it for this. This is southwestern uh, South Dakota. There are so another smaller badlands in northwestern Nebraska, and that's the the no, is that the Oglala? No, it's called uh, Toadstool Toadstool Geological Park. And uh, I've never been there, but I hear that if you're in the area and you don't mind driving south uh, for a couple hours, that's another badlands that you that you can uh, visit. And uh, And that's pretty much it for this episode of uh, the podcast. Um, on the next one, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna listen to some voicemail and all that, and uh, and I'll have a better idea. I'll have a better idea of when I can take this boot off and uh, hightail it to Indiana, to to um, Middlebury to pick up Mini Tini Four. Yeah, Mini Tini Four is a thing. It's ready. It's waiting for me. And uh, it's uh, I, it, this is just an unfortunate injury for that. And that's it. I'll talk to you next Friday. Don't forget, Fridays um, at 6 p.m. Eastern, we have the live streams. This Sunday, what I'm going to do, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something just because it can be done. Uh, I'm, I'm posting an 11 and a half hour movie. And that's going to be the entire Lewis and Clark trip. There's going to be the 12-hour movie and then an abridged version, which is only only seven seven hours and change. So uh, I'm going to post it, you know, as a as a as a hiatus of sorts between uh, the trip to the West uh, from 2023 and now all these videos I'm editing for for the summer 2022, which is going to be like six videos in total. Um, about um, what we did last summer. Till next Friday. Thank you so much for listening. And see you on the road because we are living the RV dream and loving the RV lifestyle. Because I'm free in my RV.